0: Hello, Huddersfield Town fan. Stephen Chicken here, recording on my own just to introduce the podcast. Obviously, you'll be well aware by now that Danny Cowley has left Huddersfield Town. He has been sacked by the club on Sunday and we are still yet to find out who the new manager will be. We wanted to get this podcast out as quickly as possible just so we could put out the initial reaction and our thoughts on the Cowleys because once we get the new manager, of course, the complexion will change. I don't want it to come across that we're only presenting half of the story here, but I feel like it's important that we talk about this this breaking news story. And then once we know who the new manager is, we will do another podcast, of course, to talk through what the future looks like for Huddersfield Town. But we just thought you might want to get the initial reaction in your feeds and, and have something to listen to in the immediate aftermath of this news. I'm going to put the podcast in two parts here. The first bit will be the initial conversation that I had with Mel Booth about half an hour or so after the news broke, we went on Facebook Live, and we talked through our initial thoughts on what had happened. Then the second part will be more like the usual podcast that you used to. Me and David Hartrick were down the line also on Facebook Live, and we talked through things a bit more. You might find that there's some repetition of points as a result, but I thought... You might want to get both perspectives there and to have the initial reaction alongside the more considered reaction once we'd had a few hours to let the news digest. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Here we go. Pretty shocking stuff coming out of the John Smith Stadium this afternoon. Danny Cowley and Nicky Cowley have been relieved of their managerial duties with immediate effect. Uh, We are told that the club or the club statement says that they have a different vision for the club going forward uh, and that they are not accepting applications for the job at this time, suggesting that they have a candidate lined up already. uh, But we're not expecting any announcement as to who that candidate will be. Today we expect we might we will get we may get that tomorrow or in the coming days. Um, but first of all, Mel, just your reaction to the news that the Cowley brothers have been dismissed. Um, quite stunned,
1: actually, Steve. To be quite honest, um, obviously after the performance the other night uh, and the fact that they've only been here since September, they were brought in to do exactly what they've done. They were brought in to keep the club up. But I think we then expected, particularly after the success of the January. Uh, transfer window um, that they would get a summer window uh, and have a look at next season with a you know a proper preseason to build. And I, you know, I'm I'm quite taken aback by the announcement as it's come right at this point, uh, just as the club have achieved what they wanted to achieve this season and maintain second tier status. Um, I suppose you you turn it back to last September when Town didn't start the season very well. Phil Hodgkinson quickly made his mind up that he was going to have a change of head coach. He got right rid of Jan Sievert and he brought in the Cowley brothers. Now he went to great lengths to bring in the Cowley brothers, which is quite interesting because obviously it appeared that they were going to stay at Lincoln. And then Phil went back, or we understand that he did, and actually tied them down and convinced them that this was, this was the job for them. And this was the task that, they should take on and the club would fit them down to the ground. Um, So he made that decision and then stuck to his guns to get the Cowleys. And now he seems to have made the decision that the Cowleys are not the men to take Huddersfield Town forward. And so he's he's making another change. On the face of it, you would have to say a big, big gamble because the Cowleys know the English game. They know where to raid... um, uh, you know, in, in, in the various leagues to get players, as they've shown with Harry Toffolo, for instance, to get players in in the correct budget. And, um, yeah, to make a change at this stage, I suppose, obviously, the new guy will have um, the transfer window to look forward to and the pre-season. So, in in that sense, um, you know, the, the new guy is going to get the best possible grounding. But um, we, we thought, taking the club forward, that, really that the with Danny Cowley and, and Nicky that we couldn't think of many better combinations for Huddersfield Town at this moment in time to take the club forward but obviously that's not how it's seen from the top
0: yeah i mean we've been let's be honest both of us i think have been quite outspoken uh, advocates for the cowleys um, mm-hmm. we think they've done a fantastic job when you consider what they walked into mm-hmm. um and from the people I've spoken to at the club, there is an acknowledgement that they have done uh, a really good job. They've done the job that they were, brought in to do and that they're extremely grateful for to the Cowleys for rescuing them from relegation um, mm. I will just read that club statement because I don't want to put words in the club's mouth um, Phil Hodgkinson said I would like to place my thanks on record to Danny and Nicky for their hard work and dedication towards securing the club's place in the Sky Bet Championship for next season that was the clear priority when they were appointed in September and we are very grateful that has been achieved we wish Danny and Nicky all the best for the future and they leave with my best wishes in their future endeavours however we've made this decision in the belief that in the long term it is in the best interest of the clubs in the club as we move forward we have a different vision for the way we operate the club and how our ambitions can be achieved I think those are sort of the key words there a different vision for the way we operate the club and how our ambitions can be achieved they obviously feel that something the Cowleys were doing whether that's on or off the pitch was Mm -hmm. not the way that they wanted things to be done i know that there have been criticisms of the calis style at times from 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 the fans i'm talking here about the fans not about the club um about the calis style and the way that they've approached games um i would make the argument personally that the way that they approach the games um, was out of necessity rather than out of, um, you know, the way that they necessarily wanted to play. And I think yeah. Danny Coley said that in press conferences. And we saw that when the team played, you know, the way that, that he has always said he would prefer to play, that they have done tended to do well. You know, you think of those mm. games against Bristol City and, and um, uh, Charlton Athletic just before the break. Mm. If we're going to be a bit objective about it, you would also point to those performances against Luton, the performance against Wigan, um other performances earlier this season, Bristol City away at home to Stoke City and say that there have been times where Town and the Cowleys have got things wrong. The club obviously feel that those occasions outweigh the positives and the achievement of having stayed in the division and that if and that to move to the next stage of their evolution, they need a new manager.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's um, yeah, it, it we're we're at a sort of a sort of crossroads that we hadn't seen coming, really. I think, in that in that sense, um, because you know the club was careering towards another relegation, there's no two ways about that. When the when the Cowlis came in, um, and you know that decision made then, um, gave the club enough time, just enough time taken to the penultimate game of the season, of course, to, to achieve what what needed to be achieved. So it's been a long, hard road. Um, and the gradual um, feeling was of steady progression. They've picked up steady enough points to get them to this point where they can stay in the second tier. So, they, you know, I think while there have been notable glitches there that you've mentioned, um, you know, the Bristol City away performs particularly um, was it was a real kick in the teeth at the time. The Luton performance last Friday obviously had people um, screaming out once again, suggesting that we were going to fall through the trapdoor. Um, but there have been a lot of decent, half-decent performances as well, and decent performances along the way, and probably the best of them all, last Friday night against West Brom, which was a, a brilliant sort of tactical uh, coup for, for Cowley. It was a, a super... Um, sort of game plan and selection. Uh, and town ended up with the three points that keep them up. Um, also I think I think that um, with 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 terms of style and and approach, I think you're quite right, you've hit the nail on the head, Steve. I think that they've had to be very pragmatic about how they've gone about it match by match um, because they they haven't had the squad. That they would ideally like they've had to work with an inherited squad and add in what they could um in in january and those add-ins have proved very very valuable um so it's it's how much of a change of direction are the club seeking i think if mm-hmm. they've got a different vision how different a vision is it you know you would assume seeing as they've made this this announcement uh and danny cowley and nikki cowley have been sacked that it's quite a considerable dif- dif- difference but Danny was only saying after the game uh, the other night that they understand the DNA of the club. It's, he, he used the word working class club, and we need to get those type of players in who are going to give consistent, committed performances. Uh, and now it seems we're having a, a you know a, a change of direction that that isn't actually the way that the club wants to go. So um, there are there are mixed messages here along the way, I think. Um, and it's difficult for us to sort of assess because I imagined personally uh, that Danny Cowley was a really good fit for this club, certainly with um, off the field and the way that they deal with fans, the, real, the, the way that they deal with the press, uh, the way that they deal with the uh, foundation aspect of the club. I think that they you know, they come across extremely well on that. I can only imagine this is entirely to do with what happens on the pitch and Phil Hodgkinson obviously feels that town can do much better.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people will be shocked with the timing. I think you and I um, are amongst and <laughs> join them that. in that. Um, particularly after they've they've achieved the the um, you know staying up in the division. Mm. I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit because I think my personal feelings on this will be um, quite clear from anyone that's that's read my pieces or, or listened to my podcast. But to play devil's advocate. They are going into a very difficult summer and probably a shorter summer than we normally have in terms of the transfer window and pre-season training. As I say, that statement does say that they are not seeking applicants for this role, which suggests very strongly that they have someone lined up. Um, Although just for any of you tuning in a bit later, we're not expecting uh, that announcement to be made today, uh, possibly tomorrow, but certainly not today um so and we don't know who that person is yet we've not been given a name we've seen a few rumors but i don't think it's um i don't think it would be responsible of us to uh to spread those rumors to be honest without knowing uh what what the situation is but to play devil's advocate they've got this difficult transfer window to go into they've got a shorter window in terms of preparation ahead of the new season which is probably going to start sort of uh, middle of September. Um, And so if they are unhappy with the way that things have been going on the pitch and they want to have someone in who they think is more exciting, who can take the club forward, who can hopefully, they will be hoping, be there sort of, and I know this is a name that's loomed large over Huddersfield Town, but I'm going to say it, to be their next David Wagner, then it does make sense for them to make the decision now and give that new appointment the best chance of being successful going into the new season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, the key thing, as you said, if the decision was um, that Danny Cowley had to go, then obviously the sooner you do it, then the the more chance you're giving to the next person through the door. So from that point of view, um, you're absolutely right, Steve. The thing is that the next guy through the door has got a massive job on his hands because... There are there'll be a lot of players in that dressing room who very much like working under Danny Cowley and they'll be wondering what on earth the future holds for them. There's players in there who we were expecting might be on their way out you know the the, the Terence Congolow, theadidia akabis Reese Browns, uh, the, the lads who were uh, allowed to go before the January transfer window who, who weren't available to play. This might put a different context on there their future, and then, of course, there's all the loan players who were in uh, who with decisions to be made there, and if they all go back, then you've got to get some reinforcements in to fill those positions. So it, it is, a, in fact, a massive job ahead of of um, whoever takes over from Danny Cowley. Um, it would have been a big job for Danny Cowley as well, and I think he, he acknowledged that. Um, because there's an awful lot still for town to sort out in very difficult circumstances, with the, you know the, the the financial state of the game at the moment and the financial state of the club. You know, this is the the the, the pandemic has cost town in excess of ten million pounds from what we're we're told, and that's that's immediately. Um, so you know, they're not exactly going to have a load of money to throw at this. So just what they're going to say to the new guy about what his remit is uh, when he does step through the door will be very interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, I mean, as for the Cowleys, and and we won't dwell on this too long because, you know, ultimately your Huddersfield Town uh, fans watching this, so we don't want to dwell too much on that, but I mean, you look at Birmingham and Bristol City, both looking for managers, and you would think that either one of those clubs would absolutely jump at the opportunity to to get the Cowleys in after what they've achieved this season.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I don't. I don't think they'll be long out of work. To be quite honest, um, they are. Um, you know, they're very likable people to work with, as we've discovered um, since last September. Um, and you know they''ve, they've done've they've, they've achieved what Huddersfield Town set them on to achieve. Uh, and you know from that point of view, you've just got to say thank you very much to the pair of them that uh, you know, it, it's just a shame that it isn't going to be for a longer period. Um, but for Huddersfield Town, this is a massive moment. Uh, and you know if the if this appointment is not good, if it's not doesn't work out, uh, and town start next season and it's you know you you you're down in the doldrums again you know where do you go again you're back you're back to where you were last september so it's it, it is a big gamble in that sense yeah. it's a big gamble for the club in that sense steve um, they Got to be convinced that this, whoever the new guy is, that he's got either he's absolutely right for the job, that he will bring the brand of football that Huddersfield Town fans like to watch and which will bring success to the club. Um, and, you know, if not, they're going to be back to square one.
0: And they know that they are going to be judged in those terms as well. I mean, you only need to look at the comments on this. And I think, you know, nine out of 10 of them, it's people basically suggesting they think it's the wrong decision in not so many words, some of them in much stronger terms than that. Um, And as I say, I think you and I probably inclined to agree. However, they will live or die by what happens next on this decision. You know, it's entirely possible. And uh, this is an example someone else gave me earlier that this is, you know, remember Southampton a few years ago had Nigel Adkins, hugely popular, took them to -to back-to-back promotions, got them into the Premier League, did a fantastic job, and then they sacked him when they were safe and brought in Maurizio Pochettino. At the time, all the fans were up in arms, um, saying, you know, who's this joker coming in from Spain? And it turned out that he was, you know, the best thing that ever happened to that club. Um, And they will be hoping that this is that moment for them. Um, Phil Hodgkinson whatever you want to say has been extremely bold in making this decision. Um, And he will, again, as with Will the Club, live or die by what happens next on this, because um, it's possible that that person comes in and is a huge success. And this time next year, you know, we're not talking about Danny Cowley whatsoever, Um, Mm -hmm. but they will be, they have to get this right now because the 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 reputational damage uh to the club after you know so early into his reign as chairman after only a year to make a decision like this um that he knows will have known will have been massively unpopular um with a lot of the fans uh he knows it's a gamble and he we can only hope and trust that that is a gamble he hopes is is, is, is that he is confident is going to pay off
1: yeah i i really i really hope so stephen you know for you've got to i don't i don't believe that that Phil will have made any of these um decisions lightly at all and I don't think he's done anything you know over his tenure that is hasn't he genuinely believes isn't in the best interests of the club but the the people if this isn't if this isn't right the the people who are going to suffer yet again will be the fans and Phil will know that the, the fans have had two horrendous years I mean the final year in the the, the Premier League you know after after two very good years going up and staying up, Uh, you know, last season uh, was horrendous, you know, coming out of the Premier League with only three wins. And uh, this season has followed on, uh, being equally testing, very, very difficult for the fans. And especially most recently when they haven't actually been able to go to the matches. It's been really, really trying on supporters Mm -hmm. of Huddersfield Town. Uh, They've had two really testing, um, poor years uh, and they they need some you know they need brighter times ahead. They need the team not to be struggling. They need the team to be challenging uh, for playoffs and promotions if they can. Uh, and it's you know the, there's a there's a lot to turn around still at Huddersfield Town to make sure that next season is a stable one for the club going forward and hopefully a successful one. Uh, and it's now going to be in the hands of a, a new boss. So this is a massive massive decision. Uh, particularly in this recent history of Rusfield Town football club.
2: I think it's an extraordinary decision. Um I I I've been trying to I've been trying to justify it and rationalize it and I think on on paper and on the surface there is no justification for it. So it's clearly Things that are happening that we don't know about and shouldn't really speculate on. I, I would imagine it's a clash of personalities somewhere because if you look at their achievements and what they've done, they they at one point this club was two points after nine games. I don't think anybody's stayed up from that position before. They did really good job recruitment wise in January. We did nothing but praise them for the for the work that was done. It's been tough at times, but it's been an extraordinary season. Everything's changed off the pitch. Um, We've had squad members who didn't want to be there and have been pushed out. We've had a very high turnover of players. We've had an injury crisis. We've had a global pandemic. I I think to keep town up, they've done a fantastic job, really. But if you have problems behind the scenes, if there is a, a clash, you know, there's nothing anybody can do about that it, it is what it is and the one thing I would say is it's an incredibly bold decision it's an incredibly
0: brave decision to say the least yeah I was gonna say to say the very least I mean there, there is suggestion as well that that Phil Hodgkinson and the board are not happy with the style of play um, but I, I suspect I know your thoughts on that because we've talked so many times on this podcast about you know about the accusations that there's there's no game plan etc etc and uh and we we think it's a a question of, of execution rather than than tactics necessarily a lot of the time
2: yeah this this idea that uh, they they don't play with any identity is is utter rubbish absolute rubbish their chosen system is is a, a an attacking 4231 um you know with with what they really want is Everything Fraser Campbell does, but he's a bully as well. That—that's what they really want. Um, they've not had the personnel to do what they've wanted to do, and I—I I think it's—I I think if you're if you're a Huddersfield Town fan and you're looking at this and you're thinking before after the Luton game, and they'd come and said right we've, we're we're going to sack the Cowleys, you would have said, do you know what? I think that's possibly as low as it can get, I think we hit rock bottom with the Luton game Mm. and me and you would have to sit there and say, well, it, we, we wouldn't have done it, but it's a gut reaction thing. It is what it is. Whereas when you get the reaction you got in the West Brom game, and I talked about it this morning at length, it, it was tactically nigh on perfect. You know, they, they read that game so well, they got the game plan, right. And Huddersfield Town playing that way would beat West Brom probably nine times out of ten because they just had their number just absolutely had their number it just feels like a real yeah, it, 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 matter of timing because obviously there's still one game of the season left, Town are now safe, they've just had arguably their, their biggest performance of the season, whether it's their best or not is up for debate, so it's extraordinary timing, but there are lots lots of rumours out there which we can't really speculate on and, and say anything about, but there's clearly somebody else lined up. I think we can say that for certainty from the, the, the town presser. Um, no pressure over to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... I've said this to Mel earlier as well. It's a huge gamble on Phil Hodgkinson's part, and he will have Mm -hmm. made this decision knowing that it was going to be hugely unpopular with the majority of fans, Um, not all, but, but certainly the majority. And I think we've seen that um, from the reaction and he obviously feels that whoever this new manager is, and and by the way, there's a few people asking in the comments, who is it? Uh, Are there any rumors? Um, There's one or two knocking around. There's one or two names knocking around, but, um, honestly we've we've not been able to sort of prop those up so I think it would be uh, wrong of us to sort of speculate as to as to who it might be or to I, share those rumors without knowing anything more.
2: Yeah. I think though just talking about rumors and what have you, I think I don't I'm not gonna get anyone in trouble and I'm not gonna get you in trouble or anything like that, Steve. But I think to understand where we both are on this, we heard rumblings early last week. That uh, Danny Cowley would be replaced after the Millwall game, and me and you dismissed it. Yeah. That's how improbable
0: and unlikely were. we we pretty much dismissed it. Because then we been, heard because it's worth pointing out this is a routine thing as a journalist before anyone mm. sort of gets onto us. Why weren't you reporting that? You get rumblings like that now and then, yeah. and not, most of the time it's a false alarm, and you need something substantial to back it up so it's not like we you, just ignored it uh we no. did our due diligence on it but
2: yeah you've got you you've for a start you've got to double source everything and there's that there was absolutely no foundation to any of this so it was we completely dismissed it because we couldn't understand why that would be the thinking there was a little bit of meat put on the bones of some of the rumors and even then it didn't stand up and me and you dismissed it again realistically because yeah. we didn't think it would happen so that I the reason I'm saying that is is realistically I, I I think me and you this morning would have comfortably put a mortgage payment on Danny Cowley being town manager at five o'clock this afternoon <laughs> it, it yeah. was you know it came completely out of the blue we if if you'd have said it might happen after the Millwall game I think we might have been less reticent to put a mortgage payment on it but mm yeah it's it's the the timing of it is weird the fact that somebody is quite clearly lined up is weird and it's it it makes the summer it makes the summer look very very different because obviously whoever's coming in has got recruitment ideas and recruitment plans you would think they've got players from that loan list that we've written off that they may have been looking at and thinking yeah i can do some something with somebody there um I don't know. It, it's it's a real uh,
0: everything in the tumble dryer moment, isn't it? Big time, and yeah, I mean, as I've said, the the sort of it, in as regards to the timing, I can understand why if Phil Hodgkinson was not convinced on the Calys, which it's it's now obvious um, that that he wasn't that. This is the time to do it to be fair, because now whoever the new manager is is gonna have all summer to yeah, do their full bit, pre-season, yeah. Yeah. Have their say on the on the transfers. They've got to the full pre-season to work with the players. Remember, it's a much shorter pre season in all likelihood than we normally get as well. So it that only adds the the sort of adds to the urgency of the decision. Um you and I, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast or has watched this podcast in the past will will um uh, will there be any doubt as to, to the fact that we were big supporters of the Cowleys? Uh, we still believe that they're really good managers. I'm not sure that there's, you know, again, as we've said before, whatever CV lands on your desk, we thought that there was nothing out there that was better than than the Cowleys. But Phil Hodgkinson clearly thinks that, that there is. Um, and as I say, he knows what a massive gamble this is because, you know, his reputation basically... Right, is completely riding on this as a chairman because yeah. if this doesn't come off, then he's never going to hear the end of it. There's no hiding place after this at all. But, but if it works, then it's a masterstroke, yeah. it's a genius move. Um, and I don't think he would do anything, Phil Hodgkinson, that he didn't believe was in the best interest of the club. Um, you know, and whatever you want to say about him, I, I don't think anyone can deny that he's passionate about the club, etc. Um, there's people asking, is he is he selling the club uh, in the comments as well? Again, not heard anything to that effect. Um, so we can't, as far as I, we're concerned, I, I, there's nothing to say on that. Um, no, I
2: and I, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not just going to dismiss it out of hand, but Huddersfield Town with Danny Cowley in charge is a more sell- sellable asset than Huddersfield yeah. Town without Danny Cowley in charge. Because whoever they get in now... Uh, Unless it is, I don't know. Unless they've seen Nigel Pearson sacked today and they're going to snap him up, which two won't hours happen. before he was sacked, <laughs> yeah, which which won't happen. You know, with the budgets at Huddersfield Town, whoever they go for, it is going to be a slightly unknown quantity. Um,
0: you would think, and I yeah. think
2: you have you have to. It, it's it's a real roll of the dice. It's a real roll of the dice, and if it's if it's Nigel Atkins to Pochettino. Then absolutely brilliant, and you know Phil and and Lee i I'm sure has been involved in the decision as well. Steve will yeah, deserve the all, the all the all the credit. Um, but if it doesn't come off, as I said, there's no real hiding place.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's been a few hours, and we've we've kind of let it sink in a little bit. If you were playing devil's advocate against the cowlers, Dave, then then mm. you know what. What would be in your mind um, if you were making that argument? Uh,
2: I, I think the the playing style thing I think is is rubbish, but I think obviously there has been a lack of excitement. But I think there's been a lack of excitement often by design, and often because that squad hasn't got get your bum out your seat players other than Emil Smith wrote. And, and is the there an argument with-
0: that is there an argument that the fact that that was by design kind of? part of their thinking, do you think? Sorry to
2: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I the thing you can't when you talk about the playing style, and something some a couple of people have fired at me on Twitter was it's it's just been so dull to watch. Part of that, yeah, part of that is by design, but you can't just absolve all the players of that either. You know, there there is no way the Cowleys have wanted in certain games players to go out and play as they have, which is to be frank, Absolute stinkers, basically, and you know, I I often when I'm there, I'll, I'll have a chat with Mel about the player ratings and what have you. There has been some threes, fours, and fives down there this season on more than one occasion, and you you can't blame the cowleys for the fact that Alex Pritchard looks a, a shadow of the player. You know, he should be really etc. So they've had a lot against them, but I think. Yeah, the 4-2-3-1 is not the most sexy of, <laughs> not the most sexier formations. Yeah, it's quite obvious they wanted a lot of change this summer. You know, if you if you look back after the sacking and see the the interview um, after the, the 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 West Brom game and the presser and the interview he did with he did another interview with somebody live as well. He's mm. quite clear that at the minute they secured their championship status he was expecting a, a recruitment drive. Now, the thing is, Town have to embark on a recruitment drive, whoever the manager is, because they are going to lose uh, like anything up to 60% of the squad. As I said, it may not be as bad as that now because a new manager might come in and say, actually, I want him because I know I can do something with him, etc. But there's still going to be a pretty high turnover. And maybe Danny Cowley's expectations were, were not something... Huddersfield Town could meet this summer so they decided to do something about it but even then I I would ask where's where's the compromises where's the you know where's the sitting down and going through it and looking what is essential and what isn't I don't as ever with a the zacking, there's a load of stuff like flying around Twitter like oh they were you know they were difficult behind the scenes and all of that etc I've seen absolutely zero evidence of that and heard I think like you know nothing like that but they are demanding there's we've seen that ourselves steve they are highly ambitious they are highly demanding they are workaholics they're obsessives and perhaps that just didn't sit with some people within the club even then it's a bold decision it's a bold decision but if you look at the levels of change in that club steve so you know, from chief exec, director of football, chairman, we're now on a, a third manager very, very shortly, we believe. Uh, the the amount of players they've been through, they've been through 30-odd players this season. It, one more change, is it really that unexpected when you look at it in context of the whole season of of how literally everything is, is going through the wash? But something I wanted to ask you that, I know we've heard your reaction and everything, but do you think this new manager has to act as a proper reset for this football club? As a everything
0: we do from this moment now changes and we do th- it a different way. I think it has to. I I, I don't doubt. I absolutely one hundred percent sure that when they brought in the Cowleys, they thought that that they were going to be the manager to to provide that reset, and they now obviously feel that that they weren't. Um, and I think they will probably now regard the Cowleys as having been a Sam Allardyce, Neil Warnock, firefighter <laughs> manager type appointment. You know, I, I think yeah. I think that's a great discredit to the Cowleys. But I think that that's mm. probably, you know, it's the impression I get is that they're very grateful for what the Cowleys have done in having kept them up. Obviously, I mean, how could you not be? Um, but that they they feel like there is a, a next stage to their evolution that the Cowleys are, are unable to provide. We'll now never know whether that's the case or not. I mean, we might get an idea if they go somewhere else, particularly in the Championship. You know, there's a couple of jobs open there, Birmingham, Bristol City, um, that I'm sure would be very enticing. I don't think they'd go to Birmingham. I don't think they'd go to Birmingham either. I think um, they would go to Bristol City. Yeah. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, we, so we may well get a measure of where they are in this division when they've had a full season, a full pre-season, you know. Uh, I think just before you
2: go on, though, that, that's just like a, another massive layer of pressure because your benchmark is in the same division as you, <laughs> playing on the same match days, and you're going to yeah. play them twice in the season. And that's yeah. that's another... Layer, You know, because I do I do think the Cowleys will get a championship job. I think at the end, if they don't get Bristol or Brum, I think at the end of the season, there's probably likely at least two more managers going to go, possibly even three. They will get another championship job and they will want a championship job. They were never shy in saying that they wanted to build something at Huddersfield Town, that then allowed them the platform to go to the next level. They'll still want to do that. So, yes, that's another another layer. It's, as I said, Ballsy doesn't really cover the, the breadth of this decision as it stands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reason that we're doing this podcast now, rather than sort of after we know who the next manager is, is so that we can have this conversation and talk about the Cowleys properly, because, you know, we are going to have to, at some point pivot away from being shocked and surprised and disappointed that the Cowleys have, have been, dismissed and move into okay well we need to look at the new manager now we need to give them a chance the reality is we're not going to be able to whoever they name unless it's you know Jurgen Klopp we're not going to be able to judge them fairly it's not an exclusive (laughs) you heard a whisper I've not unfortunately um we're not going to be able to judge the new manager until at least half a dozen games into the new season uh and even that is is probably a tad premature so Mm. you know there's a reason that we're sort of doing this podcast now and we will do another one once we know who the next manager is, whether that's immediately after the announcement or whether it's after the Millwall game. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's probably worth reflecting because we might not get another chance. What are your sort of standout highlights and memories from, from the Cowleys' 10 months in charge?
2: I I think uh, the the absolute... Devotion to the job was was uh, incredible. Um, I like to go out and enjoy a drink or two on a Thursday evening round Linley, um, as you know, Steve, with a, a few close friends and acquaintances. Um, and often we'd be we go to the manor house when things are normal, and you would see Danny and Nicky coming back at ten after ten at night um still in the training gear obviously had a full day I know people at the manor house would say they were up and out you know first thing and I think that sort of level of uh that sort of level of devotion is is quite rare quite rare really I think you look on the pitch and I go back to that that the way they managed to to put a run together before Christmas with half a squad and with an injury crisis. And that was quite an extraordinary piece of management, really getting through that run. Um, And without it, town would have been down and without a hope in hell by, you know, the end of January, realistically, they would, they would have been in a completely unrecoverable position. But also I think you saw glimpses of where they wanted to be. I think when, when, when you saw that chant performance, the Bristol performance, even the West Brom performance, where you you had a team that just worked so hard and just outthought the team they were playing against, um, yeah, you 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 saw the glimmers. But the whole season was about the context, and the context of this season for Huddersfield Town is that from the moment they came in until the final whistle on Friday, they've been in dire relegation trouble. So we've never seen the cowlis be able to manage without that boilerpot pressure constantly on them. And I think that's I think that's a shame. I think that's a shame. I think we're both of the opinion that somewhere in the future they're going to have an extremely successful couple of years, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I, I expect so. I mean that they haven't had that meteoric rise up the divisions to get to the championship um for absolutely no reason. They're a very talented pair. Um and you know, I, as I say, I expect that within a couple of years we're going to see them in the Premier League, and mm. I mean, I, I I even think that that the feeling at the club is that within a couple of years we're going to see them in the Premier League, yeah. But that they want to do it a different way, um, that, you know that, and and I think that's the impression I get is that that's really what it comes down to that they don't. Doubt that the Cowleys are very talented. They they aren't dismissing the work that they've done, but the, the the impression I get is that yeah, that they just see a different way, a different style, a different route forward, and that that's fine. But they have to commit to that now. And
2: if twenty games yeah. into next season, if it's things aren't working and they're still stumbling, they're still feeling their way, they've got to hold their bottle. Because if they, if they go and push the button on another manager 15 to 20 games into the season, or if it's another season like this season and they are seriously looking over their shoulder, they they have to have the, the strength and the courage to keep going because that sort of sea change in a football club doesn't happen within, you know, 10 games or 15 games. Sometimes it doesn't happen within a season. You yeah, know, we had like, that with David Wagner. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. It's, it's fine it's fine to sap the Cowleys, but you have to have a plan. We believe they have a plan. We believe yeah. there's an appointment fairly imminent. That plan needs to work, or they are going to be wide open to criticism. We we sit, I sit here as an analyst, and I also do stuff for the Examiner. You work for the Examiner. Both of us wish the Cowleys well, but both of us want whoever comes in to succeed and take this football club onto the next yeah. level and score a million goals and rise through the Championship and get to the Premier League that's what we both want but at the moment they feel a long way away from that because it it feels like there's still pieces of the jigsaw to put together so to have taken out you know to have have basically thrown out the picture on the lid of the box as well it suddenly feels quite daunting but who knows we shall talk about the next man in when we know who that is for definite
0: yeah and i'm sure that once we know who it is we will get a clearer idea of of what the club actually want because that's, as I say, there's, there's, mm. we're only halfway through the story here, really. It's the same mm. as any managerial replacement. When you know who that they've been sacked and you don't know who's next, you've only really got half the story and it's worth bearing that in mind. And I think we may get the other half, well, we will get the other half of the story when we know who it is because then we will have a clearer idea of, well, what what style do they have? What do they bring to the club that, yeah. that the Cowleys didn't, or that at least they feel the Cowley's didn't. Um, all of these kinds of questions will be at least partway answered, hopefully, because as you say, it's possible that it's a complete unknown quantity. It's you know, who'd heard of David Wagner when he came to the club? Mm. You know, but it we could, like,
2: it feels like it's going to be another expensive one, though, because it feels like you're gonna, whoever comes in, it's going to be manager, assistant manager coaching team because it it really has to be like a clean sweep to justify it to this degree because the Cowleys won't have been cheap to get rid of either it really feels like there must be a fairly major staff investment coming as well so it feels like everything is about to change who knows if it's for the better or for the worse
0: yeah I think that's about sums it up really doesn't it um yeah we only intended this to be sort of a a quick summary uh just as a reaction to today's news um particularly as we recorded an hour and 15 minutes this morning dave um if you are interested then that is still on facebook i don't think we're going to be putting it in the audio feed because there seems very little point now but if you do want to have a bit of a season review um and and talk about the recruitment task ahead um then we did record that this morning. You can find it on Facebook. Um, But obviously, just bear in mind that we recorded it at 11 o'clock this morning.
2: We also genuinely, and unsolicited, and with no idea what was coming, we also genuinely did about four minutes on what a brilliant job the Cowleys have done this season. So
0: we promise you that wasn't prompted by anything. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you again for joining me, Dave. And uh, obviously, we're going to be bringing you updates throughout the evening on examiner live um we've still got a few more bits and bobs to get out and i'm going to be doing a q a as well so if you head to examinerlive.co.uk, my q a will be starting in about seven minutes um total non-stop action today uh thank you david hartrick for joining us and thank you for listening goodbye bye U-2-B-A, 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 U-2-B-A-A, U-2-B-A-A, U-2-B-A-A,